morning everyone for the second time i just want to say well done to the worship team you guys did absolutely amazing let me just log in here make sure that i didn't delete anything that would be awkward lord thank you jesus i saw uh, yeah, yeah then it's full on holy spirit anyone want to give the heart to jesus um there was a guy sitting here, I think he left now. He was actually a neighbor of mine. He's a visitor. Corbus. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Um, let me just quickly make this big. Awesome, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad there's not a lot of people. It makes my job much easier to share what the Lord has placed on my heart. As you guys can see, this is not rent a crowd. This is my community here in front. Come on. Yeah, so um, there's something that I really felt the, the last while to, to share on, and it's the blessing of living in the light. And what does that actually look like if we look, live in the light? So there's different areas of living in the light, but there's one specific area that I really struggled with, um, and that is bringing stuff into the light, the process of that. So I got saved at the age of 15, um, five years ago, and um, um, in that process, so obviously when you get saved, there's like immediate sin that you repent of. So, so for example, my anger, it was out there, everyone saw it, so I repented of that. It was hatred towards people, I had to repent and forgive of that. Um, swearing, you know, obvious stuff. That, that I, but as, as I grew up in the Lord, there was other things that I preferred to keep in the dark, just because of the fact of, the way that I grew up and the idea I had of what happens when you bring stuff into the light or when you're caught out. What happens when you're being seen as the naughty one and the consequences thereof. So because of the way that I was molded, I was always afraid to bring stuff into the light, certain areas. One of those areas was pornography. Yeah, awkward moment now, ne? Um, so... Um, when Annalene and myself got married, I can remember just, just when we got married, she said once, we were young, and I mean, we married at, at 20. Um, um, so she said, if, if you ever look at pornography, I will leave you. And, um, and that thing stuck with me. It's like, because I've been looking at pornography since I was a little boy. And it's like, now I have to keep this thing to myself, otherwise I'm going to lose my wife. Um, so for many years, it was about seven or eight years. Where's Annalene? She ran now. She doesn't want to hear the preach again. <laughs> um, so for many years, I think it was seven or eight years, I kept on sinning because I couldn't get free of it. Although I wanted to get, be free of it, it's not a thing of your, your flesh wants to keep on sinning, but in my heart, because I love Jesus, I eventually want to get free of stuff that's holding me down. You know, you want to eventually. But just the daunting idea of bringing this thing into the light was just too much. It was just, it was very overwhelming. So eventually, I can remember, and it was like almost every Sunday when they preached and they spoke about something, I felt like the Lord convicted me of pornography. So it got worse. You know, the conviction just grew worse. And then eventually it felt like, it felt like if I don't repent now, next week Sunday, they're going to call me out. It almost felt like they knew of this thing because everything they said almost felt like they were speaking about this one thing. Sorry. Luckily, you guys were sitting far if I pray it. So eventually, it was this one day, and I said to Annalene, I messaged Annalene, Boki, we need to talk tonight. 
you'd never say that to my wife because she will phone you immediately. She wants to know now what is the problem. So I phoned Annalene, and she's like, um, what's wrong, what's wrong? She's like, no, we need to speak tonight. I'm at work, you know. She's like, tell me now what's happening. And I said to her, for many years, I've been stuck in the place of looking at pornography. I've been stuck with this thing. And now, knowing, because I built up the consequences of what I'm going to, knowing what's going to happen, Annalene was quiet, and she said, why didn't you ever tell me? So you struggle with this whole thing so many years alone. And then I just burst out in tears. I just wept. Because I, I in my mind, I built up a thing of, yeah, you naughty husband, and you betrayed me. And there was conversations afterwards. We had to process this. But there was a thing of she never, she, she didn't even say, oh, it was totally for me. She was like, you, you struggle with this thing for so many years in the darkness because you thought assumptions that this is going to be the outworking when you bring it into the light. And all of us, we molded in that certain way because we all grew up in the same world. So you think as soon as you bring stuff into the light, the conscience is going to be a whipping, called out in front of church, you sinful man. It's almost like that's what you feel like it's going to happen. And that is the way we are shaped by the culture of the world. So there's two things that the enemy wants for you. He wants to distort your vision of the Father. So he wants to make sure that you do not clearly see who the Father is and his heart towards us. So as you grow up, things will happen. And then the other thing is he wants to lie to you. By, in order to distort you, he puts lies over your lives. As you grow up, there's certain things spoken over you. You start believing stuff. Oh, this is how the Father is. So the enemy wants to do those things in order for us not to bring stuff into the light. Okay, so I'm going to give some explanations of things and reasons why we do not bring stuff into the light. And you know what? Many times our heart is not really, many times we don't want to bring stuff into the light. It's not, it's just because of a fear. It's not a thing of, I'm not saying today that if you guys have stuff in the darkness, uh, I can't really say that because then I might be lying. Okay, let's just go on with the sermon. Let's, let's, Holy Spirit, you do the conviction. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes it's because of selfish reasons that we don't want to bring stuff into the light. And this might, you know, the, you, you, you get a white lie. People, it's, you're lying for a good reason. Hey? So the Lord will, don't worry, the Lord will bless you in that. No, he won't. Okay. Ananias and Sapphires. Conroy, um, I almost forgot your name there, brother, sorry. Conroy spoke about it this morning. So Ananias and Sapphires, in that season of the church where they were so prosperous, wanted to bless the body. You guys understand that? When they sold their property, there was a very big portion that they wanted to give to the church. So that it's not like they didn't want to give anything. Okay, let's quickly read that passage, Acts 5, verse 1 to 11. I'm going to read here because it's closer. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of their property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, which is not wrong. It's his property. He kept, okay. But brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias... 
How is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have led, that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received of the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to a human, but to God. Okay. So the idea was they just wanted to keep some money back. Okay, but they didn't, want to, they didn't want to disclose it because it was your money. So I don't need to tell the whole truth. But they said, this is the money of the land. So they li- lied. And here it says that they did not only lie to human, because we are a body, but they lied directly to God. And the consequences. When Ananias, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Don't worry, guys, you're not going to die on how... Just bear with me, please. And a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some of the men came, came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came forward, uh, came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked, tell me, is this the price you and I got for the land? And she said, yes. That is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen. The feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down and died. Then the young man came, finding her dead, carried and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. So you guys understand what happened here. They blessed the body with a lot of money, but they kept some of it because of selfish reasons. If they told, listen, Peter... I sold the land, but I want to keep 30% for myself. It would have been in the light, and they would have, it's their money to give. So Peter would not have told them, no, 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 you give everything. It, people willingly sold their property and gave to the church. It is just because they decided to keep something in the dark. This is how serious the Lord is about us living in the light. Because my sin affects JP. JP's sin, he doesn't have sin, affects Bassie. You understand? Another big reason why we do not want to bring stuff into the light is because shame, shame and guilt. It's the fear of man. What will my wife think? What will um, the elders think? Um, this will delay my process of coming onto leadership. Yes, I felt it many times like that. I'm not going to bring my stuff into the light because I want to be on leadership. Many times I felt like that. And the Lord had to convict me because it was the fear of man. I don't want to bring this thing into the light because of Pride, pride can be a big reason. Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell anyone. Don't tell me. It's between me and God. It is. Another reason is church hurt. How many of you have been hurt by the church before? I have. Um, This is serious. This is one thing that the enemy uses. I'm not going to trust anyone in the church because I've done that before. That is not, not the voice of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> if you guys feel like that, that is not. The Lord makes everything new. The Lord is the, is the Father of restoration. So if you guys sit here and you feel, I'm not going to share this thing because of church. Church is a very real deal. Uh, we went through it in an ugly way. Where I was rebuked from the pulpit. My wife was called a witch from the pulpit. 
it was bad, and we gave ourselves fully. I was full-time in ministry then. It was, it was very sad. But the Lord had to work that thing through with us in order for us to start trusting. Up until a point now, where every area in my life is in the light. All the issues and the way that I think and the way I speak to my wife, I ask guys about it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. A I know you all think I'm a perfect husband, but I'm not, guys. I do have issues. No, no, I don't, don't lie. Live in the light. Just spoke about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I just want to take a sip quickly. One of the reasons why I kept stuff in the dark was because of anxiety also. When I had my own business, I had extreme level of anxiety. Um, so as soon as I start stressing, I would suppress stuff. I would just keep it to myself. And the only thing that that does, it's like a timing bomb, like a ticking bomb. <clears throat> it's just a matter of time before that thing explodes. Okay, so that's one of the reasons. It's not because I didn't necessarily trust people. It was just because that was the way I dealt with it. I would start stressing and suppress the, the feelings. <clears throat> and then the effect of that, the fruit of that, is not me being a very friendly person at home because of the stress and the anxiety. It's just, it's just building up and making everything worse. Um, so just scriptures on this is... Proverbs 28 verse 13 says, Yes, you ladies are fast, eh? Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces, and renounces them finds mercy. James 5 verse 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Do you know that your sin can cause you to be sick physically as well? Because you're allowing strongholds. As soon as you have sin in your life, whether it's pride, so as soon as you don't want to repent, the devil just does that and you can't close the door because you're not bringing it into the light. And then you're opening doors for many other things. It's just how it works. The enemy is smart, guys. <laughs> he took on God. A third of the angels of the evil even believed him and followed him. We're not talking about a silly human being. Okay, so living in the light is in order for us to walk in blessing. Ephesians 5, verse 11 to 14. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. This is why it said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Guys, it's going to turn out to a good, it's going to, you're going to be excited? No, no, I promise you. Okay. Luke 12, I just want to throw in scriptures here so that you see what the Bible says about this. Okay. Luke 12, verse 2 to 3, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed. There is nothing that we have in the moment that is in the dark that will not be seen eventually. Or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear, in the inner rooms, will be proclaimed from the roofs. Unrepented sin is like carrying your old dead person with you all the time. 
You know in the process of us going through baptism, we lay the old person down. So the process of going under the water is burial, standing up, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. So we leave the old person behind. Now obviously sanctification is a process, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Because the Lord is gentle and kind and merciful. <clears throat> and He's a good Father. I just want to... The Romans in the, in the older days had a, a method of torture. If you killed someone, they would take the, the victim that you killed and tie that dead body to you. That's one of the methods. So they would tie you face to face, hands to hand, feet to feet, belly to belly, and that's your torture. So you will start seeing how this dead body starts deteriorating and how the chochas come to eat that thing and the smell. I mean, it's not there in the back of the room. It's here in your face. And as that, the, 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 all the chochas and sicknesses of that dead body grows, it starts affecting your body. And eventually you, you die of it. It's exactly the same if we do not leave our old person behind. Eventually that affects us. That will affect you. If we do not walk totally in the light, guys, and I'm saying this is a process. It took me, how long has I now heard 19 years. Just, and I'm still, yes, I still have a lot of issues. You can ask my wife. But it's about walking in the light, laying down the old person. I know, I, Annalina reminds me, as soon as the old person starts going copy, she's like roilichte. I see a bit of the old Anton, and then I have to get rid of it. I need to repent. I need to, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, Joe, I just want to say that the old Anton is, is um, knocking on my door. Please just keep an eye on it. If you see anything, and then he would phone Annalene to make sure that she tells him. Okay. Now, what is the Father's heart when we come into the light? Okay. So, so Galatians 6 verse 1 says how we should deal with each other. And that reflects how the Father is as well. Brothers and sisters, if someone comes in, if someone caught in sin, you live by the Spirit, should restore that person gently. The Father is extremely gentle. He is very gentle. There will always be consequences to actions. So there will always be consequences to sin. But the Lord is gentle in restoring us to, to um, um, fully. I want to quickly tell you a story. Anton is our own here. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So, not thank you, Jesus, he's not here. I wanted to be in church. I think she's in Wellington. So, we borrowed our own car once because we didn't have a car. So, we drove with a car, stopped at home, we went to, to do shopping or something. Now, do you guys know Krieger, the strong man? So, Krieger, the, the, how I know Krieger's in the area is when I get to my car and all the wipers is lifted up. Then I know Krieger's here. Krieger's in the room. Okay. So, Antoinke and Franjoinke love Krieger and they want to do everything that Krieger does. Okay. So, Antoinke got out of the car and I was sitting, I don't know why I was sitting in the car, but I, I checked him climbing out. For some reason, my focus was just on Antoinke. Walked, I've told this story, I think, in community before. Sorry, guys. Second time. Okay. Okay. So, Antoinke got out of the car, walked behind, lifted the wiper, and broke the wiper off. 
Now, I saw this in the mirror. I saw the whole thing. I saw it. And I'm thinking he's standing there with a thing in his hand, looking and looking to the gate, looking to me. And I'm thinking, oh, just bring me, just bring it to me. Come on, brother. I feel, I can feel in that moment. You know, you get those moments where you feel the Lord's teaching you something. I'm thinking he's standing there, looking at me, looking at the gate. And he takes the white paper, puts it behind his back, and he walks to the gate. And there, I'm thinking he's gone. And I'm like thinking, yes, Lord, how? And I feel the Lord saying, I'm going to teach you something. So eventually, I go on as if nothing's wrong. Walk, take the groceries, go into the house. And I was like, Antoine, come walk with me, brother. And Antoine walks with me. And we go and stand behind the car. And I just stand there behind the car. And Antoine is looking at me and looking around. Yeah, Papa. Yeah, Papa. You can see the nerves all over. And <clears throat> eventually, I look at the car and look at him. And he's like, Ugh. And I said to him, my boy, where's the wiper? And he said, come. And I walked with him, he opened the bin, took the wiper out. I said, let's go back, let's go back. So we walked back to the car. He said, give me the wiper. Gave me the wiper. I clipped it back in. He never broke it. It just clipped off. Clipped the wiper back. Closed the wiper. And I said to him, if you told me immediately, you would not have worried all the way and known that he might be caught out with this whole thing. And the Lord taught me. My heart wasn't in that moment to rip him apart and give him a proper hiding. My heart was actually, it was hurt for him. Because I knew he's going to stress now the whole time about what if Papa found out. You understand? And the Lord taught me that's his heart towards us. If we do not walk in the light, it's not like the Lord sitting ready with a whip. His heart is for us. The boys know if they do something wrong and they do not tell me, I cannot protect them because I don't know. But if they do something wrong and they tell me, then they're behind me. Then I'll, I'll sort out the problems. And it's exactly the same with the Lord. But the enemy knows that. That's why he encourages us not to walk in the light. Okay. So I just want to read two scriptures of how the New Testament church lived before they were scattered. Okay. This is, and this is in the time that Ananias and Sapphira um, died because of their sin. Okay. Acts 2 verse 40 to 47. With many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from the corrupt generation. Those who accepted this message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That is buyer. They devoted themselves. So this is the way they lived, guys. This is not the Sunday coming to church. This is the way they lived. Okay. They devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship and the breaking of the bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders inside performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Okay. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in homes and ate together with glad and hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts 4, verse 32 to 37. All believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed to, claim to have any possessions. Um, claimed, sorry, Alex, Afrikaans, where? No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. 
but they shared in everything they had. So everything, the way that their posture of living was in the light. It was like, I don't belong to myself, I belong to you guys. It's like stumping your clean twinkie and not affecting it because the clean twinkie is not part of your body. They lived as each, everything I have is yours, Kenyan. Everything I have is yours. If you have any need, everyone sells stuff and just make sure Kenyan's all right. Nothing was their own. Everything was in the light. And, and we knew it because Kenyan told us, guys, I have a need. So Kenyan was walking in the light. So I made sure Kenyan is all right. Because if the one body suffers, the whole body suffers. One part of the body, the whole body suffers. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them <clears throat> that there were no needy persons among them. If we all, listen to this now, guys, if we all fully walk in the light and truly walk in full accountability, no one here will have a need. Before I started walking accountability, I have a lot of needs. I stressed, I have anxiety. At the moment, as I'm standing here, I can go to bed and sleep at night. I do not have anxiety anymore. I have no need. I have no need. And the Lord is providing. This is not a prosperity teaching, guys. This is me laying down my life so that the Lord can work. And still, guys, I'm still doing it. It's not like I'm perfect. Okay. Josie, I must just look at her every now and then just to keep me humble. Okay. <clears throat> there was no needy persons among. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought money. So for, that was just a continuous thing. From time to time, it just started happening. People sold properties and put it at the uh, apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Um, Joseph, a, Levi, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostle called Barnabas, sold the field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So I just want to explain to you, I just want to show you guys the level of accountability they, they lived in. This is actually how we should live. But it is difficult because of, we, we grew up in a, in a dark world. We got hurt, everyone got hurt. So it's difficult to trust people. But I just want to show you guys the blessing of living in the light and how we as a body should actually function. I want to close off in this with this. Who um, like my take? My time, all right, thank you. 1 John 1, verse 5 to 10. This is the message we have heard from him, from Jesus, and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. If we walk in the light as he is, as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us of all sin. This is the fruit of walking in the light with each other. The blood of Jesus purifies us. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar, and His word is not in us. 
I actually hope the streets will feel much lighter. Okay, I really felt in the Lord to share this with you guys. Because it's something that the Lord has done in my life. And it totally, it is changing my life. It is changing the way I love my wife. It's changing the way I father my children. It's changing the way I look at everyone. Because the Lord is removing the filters in order for me to see like Jesus sees. So can we close our eyes? If you are sitting here today and there's areas in your life that you feel that you have not yet brought into the light, whether it's because of fear, anxiety, not trusting, and you feel in your heart the stirring now of, Lord, I want to surrender that. Lord, I want to come to you. I want to live fully in the Lord as you have called me to live. I want to ask if that's you. I want to encourage you to stand up. Every eye closed. Yeah. I also want to do another call. If there's anyone sitting here today that has never received Jesus as the Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to lift up your hands so that we can pray with you. If there's anyone here today, I'm not going to force you. You know if your heart's pounding at the moment. Okay, awesome. Isaiah, let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to a place of fullness, Lord. Father, that you have called us, Lord, to, to restore us fully, Lord. Father, I thank you that you are the Father of light. I thank you, Jesus, that you were the ultimate vision and picture of how we should live on earth, Lord. Lord, we want to surrender each and every area of our lives, Lord, that is not reflecting you, Lord. We want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you will give us courage, Lord, in order to share that, to bring that into the light, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you will restore. And that by doing that, we will be able to have full fellowship with one another, Lord as you bind us together in unity. Jesus, I want to pray for the whole body, Lord, as, as, we, as we repent and bring stuff into the light amongst us, Lord. Lord, that you will teach us to have mercy, Lord. That you will teach us to be gentle on those, Lord. As we live a life surrendered fully to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to greater things, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you that you've given your son, Father, to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Thank you for that, Lord. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.